Okay. Well, you guys remember that voice. It's been 84 years. Almost as old as Christopher Plummer was in that movie, which actually brings me to my first point. I want to address the audience. I know we have been gone since, like, February? When was the last movie? Because I think the Oscars was the last time (laughs) we recorded something. Yeah. I just want to put this out there, guys. I couldn't remember to do the show. I didn't remember. All right. That's the only memory joke we're going to make this whole (laughs) podcast because what we're going to get into is very serious and I don't like making fun of old people who can't remember things. It's so sad. It is. It's also maybe the best twist an A24 movie has given us in some ways. It did fuck me up. I won't lie. Yes. Mm -hmm. On the other side of this, you guys can help us remember. Nice. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to B&B Presents A24-7, a podcast where two people who live together and love each other make their way out of a nursing home and track down every son of a bitch who wronged them during World War II. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Ben, and joining me as always... I am Brianna. Is that a German accent? No. Because I got two words for you. (laughs) Bang, bang. (laughs) I went a little more like a mix of five accents, I feel like. Yeah, you really did feel like you were doing like um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. In German. Brianna. My name is Brianna. Brianna. There you go. There we go. Well, how are you, my lovely? (laughs) You know, I'm all right. I'm tired. It's been a long day. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. It overall is i'm good very very true been been a crazy couple months yeah that's, that's certainly <laughs> fucking one way to put yeah. it yeah we've had some moments which is why we took a a break yeah that so, hiatus was much needed but i'm back now i feel way better good um the charges were dropped against me well there was no charges he's fine he's don't, just to sound cool don't ruin the experience for them mac is still here I'm eating food, he said. He's currently chewing down on his food. Wondering um, why there isn't more. F- every little kiblet. He's hungry. He's a fatty. Yeah. Yeah, he's lost weight mm-hmm. since the last time they heard from we, him. We did the Oscars, and then, then we've just been kind of watching a bunch of weird random shit. Yeah. Yellow it, Jackets has been pretty good. Yellow Jackets has been <clears> wonderful. <throat> Succession is back. Succession is back. I've been reading a lot. We both started new jobs. We hate them. <laughs> No, I hate the people at my job. I don't hate the job itself. The yeah. job is wonderful. The job allows me to do something that I absolutely adore, which is talk mm-hmm. about the lovely art of cinema. I just don't appreciate the way certain people handle the job at my job. We're not talking about your job. No, anymore. we're not, because people at my job know this podcast exists. I don't care about those people. No, Fuck neither people. neither do I. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to be as respectful mm-hmm. as I can. <gasps> Fuck you! Fuck you! You know who you are. Oh. Wow, that is going to blow somebody's eardrums out. They deserve it. Ugh. We're not moving anymore. Nope. Sadly, we're nah. stuck in this godforsaken town. For a little while longer. Because God hates us. Nope, it's because we were smart and we did not want to move somewhere and work three jobs collectively yeah. to pay the mortgage on a place that we weren't even owning. Yeah. But, yeah. on to more positive notes. On to more Let's positive talk about notes. This, uh, this movie. Well, actually, we haven't done this in so long. You don't even remember. I really don't remember. Yeah, this oh, the, sh- the structure of the show. <laughs> we have some news to cover. <laughs> 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 
That's my new breaking news sound. I like it. Thank you. I like it a lot. It's very cute. Next week, I mean, we get the third film from Ari Aster. We get Bo is Afraid. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I'm which, excited is, which for is an that. A24 movie. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer for Talk to Me? Yeah, what is it about, Bo? Well, you've seen the trailer. Well, then maybe not. Oh, okay. That was such an opposite sentence of like to answer what I said. Yeah, but what is it? I about? swear I saw it on Instagram, but I didn't know. I pe- it's remember. that hand. The it's a bunch of kids are in a basement like drinking and they're playing some game where like there's this weird wooden hand and if you take no, a hold of it, I you say talk to that. me. That you can open a portal to talk to the dead, and this girl does it for too long, and the portal stays open. It looks horrifying. So, my A24 news this week is, guys, check out the trailers for Bo is Afraid and Talk to Me. We are in for some fun stuff in the next couple weeks. What scary movies coming out? It really is weird how, like, they have doubled down on, like... Like, is it horror-themed this year? Maybe. Are we bored? Not with scared more? Like, I don't understand. I'm good. The world's scary enough, frankly, yeah, for I me. Yeah, I don't need any more scary shit. Take a look world. at my paycheck. That's terrifying. <sighs> Mine too. Yeah. Luckily, we're staying ahead of things. Which is good. Honestly, I think things are going to get a lot easier once you pay your pay your car off. Yeah, that's in like five years, babe. That's okay. <laughs> I got time. I like hanging out with you. Okay. <laughs> we don't have time to really waste on that. We have to get to our movie tonight. And our movie is one that I won't lie, we watched several, several weeks ago. But I still remember every single part of it very well. And I think that is because... It is a movie that completely surprised me because it's directed by the same guy who did The Captive, and this is way better than The Captive. And it's a movie that stars Christopher Plummer, Bruno Bruno Ganz, Jürgen Prochnow, Heinz Lieven, Henry Searsny, Dean Norris, and Martin Landau. It is a movie about a man sent on a mission to stop the people who wronged him during World War II and held him in an internment camp. Christopher Plummer plays a man with Alzheimer's who Mm -hmm. is trying to do everything he can to complete this mission before he forgets and before it's too late. And he has to do everything he can to simply remember. Let me show you some of our smaller handguns. We got everything. Six hours, 1911s, Glocks, single action, double action. Sorry, do you know much about guns? Um, No. Why? It's all right. We got all types in here. Um, Okay, beginners usually go with a 22. Light, easy to use, very little recoil. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think that's what my friend suggests. Okay. In my opinion, you might as well get yourself a BB gun if you get a 22. Look, now I'm not trying to give you the hard sell, but $500 more, you can get yourself a gun with real stopping power. Now this is a 9mm Glock 17. Glock? Is it, it is German, no? Well, you're in the right neighborhood, manufactured in Austria. That's the most popular law enforcement pistol in the world, okay? It's got very little recoil, so it probably won't hurt your hand, but it will definitely hurt the intruder. It is is, is easy to use, I hope. Yeah, it's simple. Would you mind, could you uh, write down the instructions for me? Uh, Sure. I mean, I can show you how to use it. No, that would be good, but uh, please, write it down for me. Sometimes I forget things. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Was this the first time you saw this movie? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I heard of this, but I had actually never seen it. I've never even heard of it. Really? No. That surprises me. Mm-mm. 
Actually, no, it does this, but it was no way. Um, yeah. So, I guess we move on for the first time in a long time to the discussion. A.K.A. Brianna Hickey is going to read us some wiki. All right. In a New York City nursing home, Auschwitz concentration camp survivor Zev Gutman. Gutman? Gutman. Gutman. Uh, an 89-year-old dementia patient awakens looking for his wife, wife, Ruth, who died two weeks prior. Another elderly patient and fellow Auschwitz survivor, the in- incapacitated Max Rosenbaum, reminds Zev of what he promised to do when Ruth died. Max has continually reminded Zev that their families were murdered at the camp by the block for... I cannot say that. Fuhrer. 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 Block Fuhrer. Otto Wallish. This is going to be a lot of stumbling over my words tonight. They're German names. What do you expect? It's not like they're easy. Um, Who was believed to have immigrated to North America under a false name, Rudy Kurlander. The Simon Weisenthal Center has located four Rudy Kurlanders, but there is no evidence to arrest any of them. Max reminds Zev that they are only they are the only two who can still recognize Wallish. So that's how it starts. So Zev heartbreaking wa- opening. Zev wakes up hella sad. Well, looking for his looking wife, for Ruth. who is not there anymore, has not been there for two weeks, and he's played by Christopher Plummer. Which, mm-hmm. what do you know Christopher Plummer from? Isn't it Harry Potter? No, Lord of the Rings. No. No, neither of those. I don't know. He's in Beginners, the uh, movie about the guy with the dog who talks to him. No. He plays his gay father. No. We watched it. No, we did not. No, we a hundred percent. No way. I will pull up a trailer for it, <laughs> and then you will apologize. I don't remember. Uh, it's the, directed by the same person who did 20th Century Women. Oh. Um, Ewan McGregor's in it. He plays That's his right. son. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. Right. Sorry, I guess is in the mail. I'll get oh, it later. Yeah, you'll get it later. Yeah, I doubt it. You'll get it in a few months. Yeah, I bet Years. I will. Yeah, about the same time this podcast yes. po- posts. Yeah. And he's talking to Martin <laughs> Landau, who... I don't know that guy at all. <sighs> At least not by recognition. You probably don't know Martin Landau from anything. He was a big actor, like, back in the day. I will Mm -hmm. tell you one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And we'll just use this to take a small, like, little interlude. Have you met Robin? No. Hollibird? Nope. So Robin Hollibird is someone who works and lives in Reno, Nevada, who at one point was the person who brought people here to shoot movies. Yeah, you've told me about it. Yes. You've just never met her. So, well, I'm telling them, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know I'm talking to you, but they they also like to know. I'm the most important person in this room. I've heard this story. I don't need to hear it anymore. You are literally the equivalent of a child. I was talking to mom, not to you. (laughs) Hey, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you, man. (laughs) I have an interesting life. What are you doing? Give a shit about a brown dog you saw? Martin Landau won an Oscar back in 1994 for playing Bella Lugosi in the movie Ed Wood. Have you ever seen Ed Wood? Some of it, yes. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. That same year, Samuel L. Jackson played Jules Winfield in the movie Pulp Fiction and was nominated against him. Hmm. The year following, Samuel L. Jackson makes a movie called Hard Eight, which mm-hmm. is shot in Reno. Yeah. Robin is there, of course, only not only as press, but as the person as the liaison to the people working on it. And she's there with them on the set. And at one point, she gets to sit down and interview Sam Jackson. 
And before they start, she just said, hey, really want to congratulate you on your Oscar nomination. He's like, yep, motherfucking Martin Landau. Like, he knew from the jump he was not winning because Martin Landau was, like, in his 70s. Oh, my gosh. And, like, was, like, gonna fucking win that award because everyone loves Martin Landau. Yeah. But it was just a very funny line. Yep, motherfucking Martin Landau. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's Martin Landau. He's good, too. He's, yeah, he's, he's kind of his almost, like, he's almost like his guy behind the control console like telling him what to do. this is the this is the slowest version of a revenge movie you've oh ever seen God. and i don't mean slow in the sense that the movie's slow i mean no. like it's just old men trying yes. to hunt each other down it's ridiculous it's very wild so max convinces zev to avenge their families by seeking out and killing wallish and provides him written instructions to follow Zev leaves the nursing home in a taxi and boards a train to Cleveland as a silver alert is issued for his disappearance. <laughs> I didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah. A silver alert. Well, he's old, so. It makes sense. Elderly. I'm not saying it doesn't. Like yeah. an Amber alert as a child, so. Why is that Amber? There was a girl named Amber, I think, if I remember the story correctly. Really? Yeah, every alert has a reason for them. I heard it in a true crime podcast at some point. So. Well, you know it must be true then. Are you being sarcastic? Just a little bit. You don't have to send that sorry anymore. I'm not. Good. I'll take it back. I don't think you were going to send it anyways. Full send back. Yeah. Full resend. So he has moments of confusion, but he relies on the letter, which reminds him that Ruth is dead and Max arranges his travels. Max directs Zeb to a gun shop in Cleveland where he buys a Glock 17 and then to the four men in the U.S. and Canadian named Rudy Curlander and one one who is the former block viewer. That is a terrible sentence. Like everything about that sentence sucks. He takes him to a gun shop and then shows him the four people that are considered Rudy. Yeah, he Let's just rephrase it basically, like that. Basically, this is the part in a 007. Because <laughs> like, that's a dumb sentence. Yeah, basically, this is the part in a 007 movie <clears throat> where he's handed his gun and he says, your mission, should yeah. you choose to accept it, is to hunt down these four men and find which one was basically. the block viewer. Yeah. So Zeb confronts the first Rudy Kurlander, a German veteran of World War II, in his home, but Kurlander proves that he served in the North African campaign and was never near Auschwitz. Zev finds the second Rudy Kurlander in a nursing home in Hearst, Ontario, but he turns out to have been a prisoner in Auschwitz also, sent there as a homosexual, which he proves by showing his arm tattoo. That scene is so That is bleak. like the saddest one. Yeah, so the first like, one, oh. the first one, he's kind of a dick and you're like, hi, hey, whatever. Like he's like, in you're Africa. You're still, you're still a Nazi, yeah, but I mean, I guess Nazi. you're not the worst Nazi. The second one is like, he's fucking dying basically in a yeah. nursing home. Like he can't even talk. He's just like, look at my arm. He's just like, like <laughs> see, I'm not bad. Zeb then travels to Boise and arrives at the house of the third Rudy Kurlander in Bruno, Idaho. His son, John, an Idaho state trooper, I'd fucking hella called this, tells Zeb that his father died three months ago. John, who thinks Zev is an old friend of his father's from the war, shows him his father's Nazi memorabilia, but reveals after several glasses of whiskey that his father was only a boy and a cook during the war. Yeah. This motherfucker. Oh, yeah. This guy who he comes to the door and answers. You're like, Hank from Breaking Hank? Bad? No. Hank? Yeah, and I straight up called the next paragraph, which is that 
John, who is a neo-Nazi, <laughs> sees Zev's tattoo and realize he, realizes he is Jewish when he becomes enraged and lets loose his German shepherd, Ava, named after Ava Braun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sat there when I heard that. I was like, oh, at least he knows his history, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Zev shoots the dog and then John, in self-defense, collapses in exhaustion on John's bed and leaves the house the next morning. It's <laughs> true. I totally called Hank. Oh, yeah. I like, was like, oh, when he said his dad was in there and then he was like, yeah, this was his house and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, he's a fucking Nazi. Well, Idaho, and he's too. A cop and in Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different triggers. They set the movie up really well to, like, let you be nowhere, yeah. if anything, completely on the side of Christopher Plummer's character the entire movie. I was so hopeful for him. So Yeah, well, because you're like, yeah, I was fuck like, this old Nazi. Fuck these Nazis. Yeah. Kill all of them. So then, in Reno, Nevada... I know, we got pretty pumped. We were I, like, I, I, Even though none of the hospitals or anything not even are accurate yeah. as fuck. Because anytime Reno, Nevada, or Tahoe is in a movie, no one can get it right. Criminal Minds can't get it right. This movie can't get it right. I'm pretty sure I've seen a couple other ones, too. Actually, if you watch the movie Samuel Jackson was in in 1995. The Hard uh, Eight. Hard Eight. Yeah, Is it, it accurate? Well, it's in Reno. They shot like, it. for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see the El Dorado in the background. Yeah. They shot it in Reno. Like, every time I feel like they get, like, it, we, we get weird accents, which I'm like... This ain't the Midwest. Like, we don't sound no. country as fuck. Like, some of us do, but not... A lot of us don't sound country as no. fuck. If anything, honestly, I've come to terms with the fact that we all kind of sound like Valley Girls from California, a to be bit. honest. We all have a weird little twang to us, but it's not Midwest. What are you talking about? That's 100% how we sound. <laughs> no, it isn't. So, Zet, in Reno, Nevada, Zev falls in the streets and is taken to the hospital, which contacts his relieved son who travels to reno after a young girl reads his letter to him zeb leaves for south lake tahoe in california by taxi it's not which, even remotely south lake tahoe which is insane to think he took a taxi up to tahoe but okay yeah but um, this was this was back in the day you know the country was doing better back then anyways I mean, taxis were like two cents a mile no they were not no no they were not after a night in a hotel where zeb is forced to use his credit card he arrives at the home of the fourth rudy kurlander and his family and recognizes him from his voice as the Auschwitz block fearer. Zev's son, who traced him through his credit card and then the taxi service, arrives to witness Zev threatening to shoot Rudy's granddaughter unless he confesses the quote-unquote truth to everyone. And this is where it takes the saddest, shocking turn of my entire life. Rudy admits to his daughter and granddaughter that he was in the SS and killed many people. However, he says his real name is... I'm going to mess this one up. Kunibert Sturm. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. You know what my favorite part about our podcast is? Yeah. I don't have to pronounce anybody's <laughs> name that I don't know already. I just let you... I just sit back and I just go, yeah, go ahead and say it. Kunibert Sturm. <laughs> Boy, if that doesn't sound like someone who's about <laughs> racial purity, I don't know who is. And Zev is fucking Otto Wallish. Yeah. The twist of this movie is that you find out that he's actually the fucking he's Nazi. He's the one he's been trying to kill this whole time. It's it's really a bummer. And it's he's so, so nice. He's, so, he's nice. so nice. And then you realize you're not actually nice. You just can't fucking remember. I'm... 
I was rooting for the Nazi the whole time. That's the part that hurts the most. I was so upset. I was yeah. so mad. I Why was wouldn't like, you be? I've never been so upset in my life. They were both block viewers, and after the war, they tattooed each other to pose as Jewish survivors. That's right. <laughs> Fucking scumbags. Oh, yeah. It's a really dark ending, <sighs> and it's especially dark because they never throttle back at any moment where it's like, Oh no! It's gonna turn out that he actually was like a double agent. No. It's like no, he's just he's a, a fucking he's a fucking bad guy. Um, shocked, Jev or Zev shoots Sturm, and then declaring "quote unquote," I remember, fatally shoots himself. Yeah. which you know he deserves it. Really um, ruins that granddaughter, that daughter, and his son's day, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Back in New York, the horrified nursing home residents watch television news reports of the murder slash suicide. Max reveals that he recognized Zev as Wallace and when he arrived at the nursing home and that Wallace and Sturm killed his whole family on Max's desk. A copy of his letter to Zev is shown along with a picture of Otto Wallace and a handwritten confession by Max. It's pretty wild that like Max's character kind of like set this whole thing in motion to be like, he doesn't remember. I'm going to use him to Mm -hmm. get this other son of a bitch Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get him to do himself too. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't think Max should have confessed, though. I think he should have just let it happen. Oh, no. See, the thing about Max is... He's gonna die soon. Well, he's gonna die soon, and it's like, no jury in the world is gonna fucking convict him. Like, I'm sorry to say it, but, like, if you put me on a jury and told me this story, and it's like... And, like, the prosecution was like, and then that old man over there tricked a man with dementia into shooting another man. I go... (laughs) I would be like, excuse me, real quick. I go, both of those men who were shot were Nazis, right? And he goes, that, well, yeah, technically, I go, yeah, he's innocent. Like, innocent as the day is long. In fact, I would like you to be put in jail for the amount of time you've wasted holding him in jail already. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, ugh. It's a fucking wild ending. This is a short one because this is not a, there's not very many details on this movie. It's a really well-constructed thriller. I would say the highlight of, well, you know, I'll ask you, what is your favorite scene? Honestly, when when I find out, yeah, I was so sad. Yeah, I was so sad. We all were sad. And then I was like, "Fuck you! You deserve to die after you killed someone's whole fucking family." And <laughs> well, you probably killed millions of Jewish families, which is well, horrendous. Yeah, so yeah, he definitely probably had a hand. I mean, if he was it, I mean, and I'll... then tattooed yourself to look like that, the people. That's you kind killed. of like I hate to say it, and I don't want to say it's genius. It is geniusly that's sad. Genius, mm-hmm. yeah, like. Like, evil evil mastermind right there. Oh, like, yeah. Like, what? And then it makes me question how many people are out there living as survivors who were truly Nazis. Because I, mean, I honestly could see people doing that. Oh, yeah. To get out of it. You know what I mean? I think my favorite scene is where he fucks up Dean Norris. Because yeah. fuck that neo-Nazi. I'll say it. There's something to be said. Like, if I had a gun with only one bullet... And, like, it was like, you can either shoot a Nazi or shoot a neo-Nazi. I would shoot a neo-Nazi before I'd shoot a Nazi. Because they're just... you're a new Nazi. Yeah. You're you're doing it after you know... What Nazis are. Like... It's not like there is, like... It's not like neo-Nazis are like, oh, shit, there were people who were doing this before us and it was considered bad. I had no idea. It's like, no, you fucking know what you're doing. Fuck that shit. Well, we've talked about favorite scene. What would your A24 badge be for this? I was thinking about that. And I think it would be the swastika with a bullet hole through it. I don't know if I want to wear that badge or put that badge anywhere 
Why? Because it's just... That's saying fuck the Nazis. I guess it's true. It's not saying we support them. Yeah. It's a bullet hole through it. Maybe it's the word remember with the R with a bullet hole through it. No. That's I, a... I like yours. I'm just saying I think that's going to be real hard to... I feel like that's not going to do well on our A24 badge sale. Like, I feel like... I... You're telling me anti-Nazis who want the Nazis dead? I, yeah, I'm not saying... Wouldn't it's... wear that I'm shit? I'm not saying... I... I just don't know if we're going to make the same sales that we are with, like, Okay, what if we did a survivor number with blood dripping down from it? Better. Still <laughs> feel we're still feel we're in that real dangerous territory. Well, we can't not do one of those. It's going to have to okay. be. It has I'll, to be I'll a Nazi blo- yeah, okay. one because it's a Nazi movie. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with okay, you. Okay, fine. How about we do a letter with a scope on it? That I like. Now that I like. Dumb, not as cool as the Nazi Okay, I'm not saying it's no. Nazis. You're you guys fighting pull, for this Pull me. Do you think <laughs> that the Nazi, the Nazi one with the gunshot through it, it would sell better than the scope and the letter? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> what comments below? What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I should start drawing these pins or like making these actual fake pins. You should. I feel like we could Instagram them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't see why not. I can't draw that well, but I could figure it out. You could. You could do it on like your I could Excel, one of your programs yeah. on the computer. I yeah. feel like. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think this is a good or not good movie? I think it's a good movie. I, I do too. Actually. I actually liked it a lot. To yeah. be honest. Um. Even though it was like sad. Yeah, it really catches you off guard near the end. Yeah. Well, I think that takes us to gradings, ratings, and settling the score. What do you give this? Um, I'm gonna have to go with a B24. To Me be too. Honest. Me too. B24. Okay. It's it's a lot of not fun, but it's it's intriguing. It keeps your interest. And I'll say this too. I'm not sure if it's runtime or length. Yeah. But despite this movie being, this movie's 94 minutes, actually. It's just called Remember, right? Yeah, it's just called Remember. It's 94 minutes. That's incredibly fast. Yeah. Like, and I'll say it, the older I get, the more I'm for movies that are an hour and a half. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's quick. The movie we watched last night could have easily been 15 minutes shorter. Yeah. I don't know where, but like, it could have been shorter. Which one did we watch last night? Renfield. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. cute. It was good. Oh, Redfield was adorable. Not yeah. saying that. I'm just saying I think you could shorten that movie up a yeah. little bit. Now, certain movies can be the length that they've been told me that they're going to be. Like, like Killers of the Flower Moon. I know. I can't wait to. That's going to be so long. Yep. Four hours. Well, takes us to the next, uh, or the pe- one of the last questions, which is, what are we doing next week? What are we doing next week, my love? We are watching Krishna, or Krisha. Oh, yeah where have you been what have you been doing i have tried to become a better human being (laughs) a lot you missed but you've got a lot of fixing to do are you mad at me Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. We have to actually watch it. I know you've been avoiding watching it, but we do I need just, to We just it. haven't sat down and watched it. 
And to tell them what Krisha is, Krisha is a 2015 American drama film written and directed by Trey Edward Schultz in his feature-length directorial debut starring his real-life aunt, Krisha Fairchild. And as a feature-length adaptation of the 2014 film, Krisha, also directed by Schultz. Hmm. I love movies that go from shorts to feature lengths. You can always see if someone actually has something to say or if they're just bullshitting. So it was a short. Okay. It was. Interesting. Maybe we can try to find the short online. I'm curious um, to see what they do with that, to be honest. Damn. What? 81 minutes long. It's not very long, right? No, not at all. It's short, isn't it? That's that's an hour 20. Yes. Get out. (laughs) No, please don't. <coughs> no, please don't get out. Uh, what do you call it? Well. Well. You want to tell them where they can find us? You can find us on Instagram at bnb underscore presents underscore. Um, and you can find us. She forgot where we were. <laughs> on Letterboxd with a D. B dot loves films. And yours is. <laughs> Empty Critic 87. You can also find me on Instagram at movielovinglucha87. I'm posting a movie a day there, basically. Yes. Ooh, that's a good poster. Yes. And is there any other place they can find us? No. Not that I'm going to allow them to know. Oh, that's good. Ben wants to start a YouTube, but I don't want my face out there in the public yet. Well, that's why the camera's only going to be on this guy. So they're just going to hear me in the background? Yeah, why not? Well, I mean, they'll hear you on the mic, but they'll, <laughs> yeah, they'll see me on the camera. Maybe. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, for all of that being said, and for B&B Presents A24-7, I've, of course, been one of your hosts, Ben. I've been Brianna. And guys, come back next week for Krisha. And before we get out of here, I have to ask the question. We haven't asked this in a long time. What was the best non-A24 thing you saw this week? Yellow Jackets. Yeah, Yellow Jackets has been quite sensational. It's been great. I'm going to go with Succession. Succession? Episode 3 of Succession for Season 4 might be the greatest 60 minutes of television I've seen in the last five years. Yeah, that's dramatic because I don't agree with that. You don't agree with the Connor's Wedding being the greatest 60 minutes of television? Not in the last five years, hell no. I'd say in the last year maybe, but not five years. There's been better shit than that. What's been better than that? I don't know. You'd have to let me sit down and do some research and figure it out. Sounds like somebody doesn't have a defense. I bet I could figure it out. Well, for B&B Presents A24-7, we will see you guys next week. Ciao. Bye.